Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. What does it mean to really pray for your child? It's a question that I've been asking myself for years. I know the power of prayer. I believe in it. I have said I'll pray for you to countless people over the years, and I have heard countless people say that they will pray for me. But praying and being a woman who defines my life by prayer, that is a different story. So often I see my spiritual life mirrored in my children's lives. Pictures of my own independence, rebellion, or fears can reflect out in childish moments in my home. I don't know if you have ever seen that. One of our boys was two years old when he decided one evening to establish his independence in a way that has become family lore in the Kimsey home. And this is a story we joke about a lot. We were climbing into the car after church one night, all the children piling in on top of each other, eager to convince me to stop for a milkshake on the way home. Strapping six children into seats quickly in order to get going is never a small feat. Never. It's always very difficult and takes a lot of time. But I, And I always congratulate myself on a job well done. No one was left at church. I feel like that's a big step for me. Everyone is safely in a car seat. Milkshakes might just be in order. But that evening, little Matthew had a new idea an idea that did not involve me helping buckle his five-point harness. He did not even want me to position the straps for his success. No, as we now quote in our home, I dot it, mama. I dot it. And this became his quiet, forceful statement. He was certain he had it all under control. No help wanted. No advice needed. Simply, I dot it, was his firm statement over and over as he struggled with something he he simply could not physically do. Twisting and turning to get straps on his shoulders, lining up the clickers across his chest, his chubby, uncoordinated fingers and his little eyes could not get it together. But every attempt was met with an offer of help. And every offer of help was politely, but unequivocally rejected. He had it. He was certain. The cuteness of the moment reigned in the car for the first five or ten minutes. Everyone was amazed that sweet Matthew, who never boldly tried anything on his own, had decided tonight was his night to be grown. But the amusement turned to annoyance and impatience by most of his siblings as the time continued to tick away and the hope of a milkshake began to die. 
but Matthew persisted. My instructions rejected. My hands to help line things up rebuffed. My cajoling to allow mommy just to help a little firmly denied. Frustrated, chest heaving with work and focus. Unable to make that chest buckle reach, yet unwilling to listen to any input, Matthew began to break down. Independence became overwhelmingly self-defeating and discouraging. Instead of success, he was facing failure and his need all over again. Aren't we sometimes like this ourselves? I know I am. I see my task. I see the value of achieving something important. So I will strike out, announcing, I got it, God. I dot it, God. I know how to potty train this little one. I know how to discipline this. I know how to shepherd. I know how to lead this child. I know the right decisions to make, the right way to walk in this moment, for I have seen others do it. I got it. And all the while, God quietly offers his hand, his wisdom, and his help. As a warrior in his stead, you and I were never called to walk independently. Yet we often believe that these moments, these little choices, are not important enough to ask him for help. I know I've fallen into this trap so many days I have believed I should know how to parent this child or make this decision. I can go back and forth on certain decisions, whether we public or private school our kids or maybe homeschooling. How much TV time is too much? How do I discipline my child? And I believe that a misstep could be absolutely disastrous. So I will worry that strand of thought. I will worry that decision into a big knotted ball of yarn with no ability to detangle all the different fears or worries. I have forgotten the truth that God listens to my prayers. Instead, I have whispering questions of doubt, and I wonder whether he will hear my cries and my needs, whether he's engaged with me in this moment. And the enemy wants you and me to believe that God doesn't care about these little micro moments in motherhood, that he's not really interested in them, that you should be able to handle them. But the Psalms point over and over to the assurance that we have an active, engaged Jehovah God who listens to each prayer and answers in his time. Psalm 116, 1-2 says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. That scripture gives us a very interesting word. The word incline. The word incline in the Hebrew means to stretch out, to bend down, or to pitch a tent over. Our God leans down and inclines his ear to hear our needs. He doesn't expect us to get anything on our own. He leans down to listen, 
He comes down to allow our cries to go right into his ear. Our whispering heart cries never go unheeded. In fact, the picture, the imagery of this verb is of him tenting over us just the way that you and I will bend down over a hurting toddler who's come in with a skinned knee. And we bend down over them, tenting and covering over them as we minister to their heart or their wound. Our God offers a tenting that is more comforting than any physical consolation, more powerful than any physical protection, and more consistent than any physical person. This is the power of prayer. And you and I are invited to come into this place, this holy of holies, to stand in his throne room of grace and to present our requests and our needs. God bends down. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.